Hey church, I hope you are well and full of hope. Today is the first Sunday in the season of Advent, traditionally a season when we embark on a journey of waiting and hoping together. The word Advent literally means arrival or or it's coming. (laughs) You know, it's exciting and it's officially the beginning of the church calendar. It's where it all begins. And over the next few weeks, we're going to be looking at some of the great prophecies in the book of Isaiah that hint toward and offer the hope to be found in the coming of Jesus. Now, Isaiah's message was originally directed to a defeated and broken nation uh, around about 700 BC. And it's not really quite the same, but almost 3,000 years later, here at the end of 2021, 20 grueling months since the beginning of this pandemic that has turned our world upside down, our nation upside down, we might find ourselves feeling a bit defeated, maybe a little bit broken. And Isaiah's message echoes through the ages to us, a message that says, hold on, It might feel like it's all lost, but there is hope. Good things are coming. So today on this first Sunday in the season of Advent, I want to encourage you and I want to invite you to join me in waiting and hoping together. Let me read to you from Isaiah 64, 1 to 9. Oh, that you would rend the heavens and come down, that the mountains would tremble before you. As when fire sets twigs ablaze and causes water to boil, come down to make your name known to your enemies and cause the nations to quake before you. For when you did awesome things that we did not expect, you came down and the mountains trembled before you. Since ancient times, no one has heard, no ear has perceived, no eye has seen any God besides you, who acts on behalf of those who wait for him. You come to the help of those who gladly do right, who remember your ways But when we continued to sin against them, you were angry. How then can we be saved? All of us have become like one who is unclean and all our righteous acts are like filthy rags. We all shrivel up like a leaf and like the wind, our sins sweep us away. No one calls on your name or strives to lay hold of you, for you have hidden your face from us and have given us over to our sins. Yet you, Lord, are our Father. We are the clay. You are the potter. We are all the work of your hand. Do not be angry beyond measure, Lord. Do not remember our sins forever. Oh, that you would look on us, we pray, for we are your people. (laughs) 
Jesus, thank you for your word. And as we spend these moments together today uh, with you, would you meet with us? Would you encourage us? Thank you, Jesus, that we are your people. Amen. Now, there is good and bad types of waiting, I think. You know, waiting for food, a bad kind of waiting, you know, just always bad. You know, waiting for my latest online purchase to be delivered, you know, the one which is apparently now out of stock, even though when I ordered and paid for it, the website said it would be shipped out straight away. You know, bad, that is a bad kind of waiting. But then there is that good sort of waiting too. You know, the kind of waiting that you find in your latest Netflix series or, or whatever you're watching. You know, that sense of suspense in a great story. And you know, when you know that something amazing is going to happen, but you're just not quite sure what or, or when. It's, it's that sense of expectancy. It's exciting and it makes the thing that's coming all the more enjoyable when it eventually arrives. You know, one of the biggest, uh, certainly one of the toughest waits for me, which, which always reminds me of both the challenge and the delight caught up in waiting, was when my daughter, Adelaide, underwent surgery for her cochlear implants. Now, Adelaide has been deaf from birth, and when she was about two and a half, we were able to choose for her to get cochlear implants, which are just the most remarkable piece of technology and uh, it involves a series of, of electrodes being inserted into the cochlea in the inner ear and, and a magnetic device being embedded in the skull, uh, which then enables microphones to pass sound via magnets directly into your head and into your inner ear, totally bypassing the ear canal. I mean, it's just amazing. But obviously a hugely complex and invasive procedure. And, and due to various complications, we ended up waiting while Adelaide had a three-hour, a seven-hour, and an eight-hour operation, opening up parts of her head. I mean, literally handing your child over to a surgeon is just the hardest thing anyway, but, but then the weight. I mean, we, we were a mess. But, but at the same time, in the midst of our anxiety and our concern, we, we dared to hope and believe and expect that something good was coming. Yeah, that Adelaide might hear and praise God, it is a miracle. But we have a little girl who sings and dances and, and worryingly has just discovered the Spice Girls. You know, in Advent, among the very real anxieties and concerns of life and the brokenness that we may see in and around us, we are reminded that good things are coming. And that is a message that we all need to hear today, isn't it? 
It's a message that we can and should get excited about. And this has been a tough season. So many times, even just in the last couple of weeks, people have said to me, you know, this still feels like such a weird time. And how is it that it's the end of 2021 already? It feels like the last two years have just been stolen from us. So much has been stolen from us. And however you are feeling today, whether you're raring to go or ready to hibernate, I want to encourage you today that good things are coming. Advent. Yeah, the cry at the start of Isaiah 64 is a cry for change, for something new to come. But not just any change, the, the prophet cries for the presence of God. Oh, that you would tear open the heavens and come down, that the mountains would quake in your presence. Yeah, Isaiah is desperately waiting for God to come and, and he remembers you came like a fire. You shook the earth. You did amazing things that we never expected. Will you do it again? We long for your presence. We love your presence. We miss your presence. We're waiting for you. Oh, that you would tear open the heavens and come down. You know, and Isaiah is, is prophesying to a nation in exile, a nation, uh, a people who had lost the security of knowing that God was with them. And Isaiah acknowledges that, that they'd messed up. They'd turned their back on the God who loved them. Yeah, we've completely screwed it up, Isaiah says, to the point that even on our best days we fall short. Even our righteous acts are like filthy rags, he says. Yeah, we've got nothing and there's nothing that we can do about it. We need an intervention. God, we need you to come down. We need your presence. Yeah, do you feel like you need an intervention from God today? Yeah, maybe like uh, Isaiah, you've known God's presence before, but right now you, you don't feel it. Maybe, maybe you feel a bit messed up a bit broken, surrounded by a nation that is broken. And you're left waiting, hoping that God will show up again. You know, or perhaps this is all new to you and all this talk of, of a God who can be present. Well, whatever you feel in this moment, you know, what you have or haven't known or, or have or haven't done. The promise of Advent is the same for all of us. The promise that good things are coming because, because during Advent, we are reminded to look forward and to wait with great expectancy for the time when Christ will come again at the end of this age and that he promises to make all things new. Yeah, a time is coming when he will wipe away every tear, a time when we will be caught up in his wonderful presence for eternity. 
Yeah, the ultimate answer to Isaiah's cry, a cry which echoes through the years that only the presence of God will do. In the end, it will all work out. But what about now? You know, what about that intervention that, that we need today? Yeah, do we have to wait until the end of time to get out of this mess? Oh, the God, that you would turn open the heavens and that you would come down today. Well, the best news is that Advent is not just a waiting game. You know, not only do we look forward and, and wait for what will happen, in Advent, we also count down and we celebrate what has happened. We count down and prepare for the great festival of Christmas. A celebration of how God's presence has come down from the heavens to earth. The true fulfillment of those great prophecies. Jesus Christ, Emmanuel, which means God with us. Yeah, and this is the good news that we get to celebrate every moment of every day you know, not just through Advent and Christmas the good news that God is with us God is with you God loves you and he wants you to have a full and wonderful life that's always been the plan you know, to use Isaiah's words again just like a potter with his clay God has moulded us and crafted us with great care you know, men and women together designed to be like him, to be with him, to, to love and to be loved. Uh, and it was good. Uh, but humanity, well, well, we thought we knew better. You know, men and women turned their back on God and selfishness entered the world. And, and with its separation, barriers went up, relationships broke down. And now instead of love and togetherness, we live divided and it's what we see around us. COVID or not, our news feeds are full of brokenness every day. But God loves us too much to leave us just waiting in this broken mess. He did something about it. He tore open the heavens and he came down. The Bible says God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Jesus was born. He came down and he walked on this earth to show us what love looks like again. And, and then he hung on a cross with his arms stretched wide to deal with our selfishness, to, to break through the barriers and to heal all our brokenness. And, and then he rose to life again to make a way for us to follow him and to live and love just like we were designed to, to be in his life-giving presence and to lack nothing. Now, today, that is his promise today. In 1 Corinthians, Paul writes of the grace given to you in Christ Jesus. Therefore, he says, you do not lack any spiritual gift as you eagerly wait. He, that's Jesus, will keep you firm to the end. 
Now, the message of Advent is that good things are coming and good things have come. Yeah, it's like when someone said to me when I was growing up that the Christian faith is not just pie in the sky when you die, but steak on your plate as you wait. You know, if your spiritual life at the back end of a bruising couple of years feels more like pie in the sky than steak on your plate, then I want to invite you to receive the presence of Jesus afresh today. And my prayer is that as we continue to gather now and pray and worship that the Holy Spirit would be tangibly present wherever you are and that you might know that Jesus is with you. And if this is all new to you, then I want to encourage you that Jesus himself said, I have come that you might have life in all of its fullness. And if you want to receive his presence and step into that life today, you can. And if you'd like, I want to encourage you to say this simple prayer with me now. Jesus, I'm sorry that I'm selfish for turning away from you and for the ways that I don't show love. Thank you that you came down and died and rose again in order that I might know love. Help me to follow you to know you with me, to love and to live life in all of its fullness. Amen.